Shabbos Daf Kufi Dal. We're starting the last line of Kufi Gimel Beis. Amar Abacha Ba Abba Rabbi Yechon. Some of the guests are Mabchia Ba Abba Rabbi Yechon. We turn to Kufi Dal. Minayim Minayim Lashinim Begadim Minatari. How do you know that it's proper to change Begadim for different things? Minatari. Rashi says you derech kavul flam bakon. For example, Benigayah Shabbos, Benigayah Tari and Tefila and other things of Chashivas. Shenem Arufashlo is Begadim Belovish Begadim Bechem. When the Kohen would clean out the ashes for the Mizbeach and do the Shum Sadeshen, he would change his Begadim. Like Rashi says, Eskira Kasa Lubish Begadim Pchusim Bishasit. He wore lower class garments when he did the because that's the begadim that you use to cook the pots for your master, you shouldn't go serve with the same clothing your kais for rabbi, and therefore you should have different clothing. So here also, Masha says, it would also be appropriate to change every clothing that you worked on Arab Shabbos and either cooked or did other things with Shabbos and now go into the Shabbos with the same clothing, and therefore you should say, It's a to go out with shoes that have patched on, on them into the shuk. In fact, actually went out with such shoes. When we said it's a knife for time, was going when he had patched the top patches. And actually, the Gemara in Brachas continues to say that if it's on the top, then there's a problem. But if it's on the bottom, on the sole, that wouldn't be a problem even with patched on top of patches. Found some sort of stain on his baguette, Yechai Misa. Rashi says, Shuman Vechelev, a grease stain. Shanem, it says the puzzle, Komisanai of Mavis. All the ones who hate me love death. The ones who cause people to hate me. So like Rashi says, by having it stained, they cause other people to look at them with disgust. It causes people to hate the terror. We're talking about someone that has shechbazer on the clothing. On your outer bagged, then even if you have dirt on it, that's disgusting because you should take care of your outer cloak. However, if it's on your inner cloak, for example, on your shirt and you're covered with a jacket, then therefore people don't see it and therefore it's only a chasarin if you have shechazarin on it, but stam dirt on it wouldn't be a problem. Just like my Evid Yishayo went naked and without shoes, he was barefoot for three years. So the Gemara says it can't be that Yishayo walked around naked and without shoes. So it must be he was walking around with that were worn out and weren't good clothing that he had shoes that had patches on them. And even though that generally we just said it's awesome to wear those, but for Yishayo, because Akash Baruch told him specifically to do it as a part of his Nubuah, therefore he was allowed to do it. And also we learned over there, that if you have a um, stain on your saddlecloth for an animal, for something that becomes tummy, and you have to be tight then by having that, it's and therefore you wouldn't be a good feeler. The shear for that is that the revav has to be the size of an isatalki, but if it's smaller than that, it wouldn't be considered a chatzitsa. People aren't mocked on that. What's an isatalki? Practically the size of a dime. And on regular begotten, are more chashiv than the saddlecloth. If it's a small 
stain that's only from one side, you only see it on one side of the bag, and therefore it's not chaitzah, but mishnah tzadim, if it's so thick, and therefore the stain went through the bag, then it's going to be chaitzah, then a person's makhna on it, and therefore you're not going to be a good retriever. Rabbi Yudah, Mishra, Mishmol, Apitzad, Echel, Chaitzah, Rabbi Yudah says in the name of Mishmol, that even from one side, it's also chaitzah. So, Baimene, Rabbi Shimon, Malakish, Rabbi Chalina, my das, Mitzad, Echel, Oy, Mishnah tzadim, when he said it didn't, but again, my das, that if you find a Vava Madea, that's chaitzah, is that only from one side or from Shnei Tzadim? Now Rashi points out that this Shiloh is only the fear of Rabbi Shmuel. Why? Since B'negei HaChosh of Abegad, Rabbi Shmuel said that even Mitzad Echad Tzchaitetz, we could have a Kashal fear of Rabbi Shmuel. That's maybe only B'negei HaBegad that's Choshev and therefore you're Makhbet on that. But maybe by the Salakot, you wouldn't be Makhbet unless it goes through and it makes it a bigger Chatzitza. However, L'fi Tanakama, that says even by a regular Begad of a person, which is Choshev, and it's only Tommy L'fi Tanakama if it's for me Shnei Tzadim, so therefore for sure, by the case of Madea, the, the revival of Madea, which is the Salakot, for sure it has to be from both sides. Amalei, Rav Chanina responded, Zulay Shemati, I didn't hear anything about this. Kiyotzba Shemati, however, I heard something similar. The Tanam, we learned the same Mishnah in Mekvois, Benigea, same Machlekes between the Tanakama and Rabbi Shmuel. We had a Shita Rabbi Huda, Mishnah Rabbi Shmuel. Here we have Rabbi Yisrael, who is explaining the Shita Rabbi Shmuel. He says, Shal Banoim Mitzad Echad, that Rabbi Shmuel only said by Benoim, it works by Tzad Echad, but Mishal Bur, Mishnah Tzadim, but by Nama Oretz, you would actually have to go through two sides. We could if he has a one side, he's mocked on it. But Amaretz is not mocked unless he has a stain that's so thick that it goes through to both sides of the beged. And therefore, a madas cannot be more chashim than the bigdash Amaretz. And therefore, just like the bigdash Amaretz, it's not considered a chatzitza until it goes through both sides. Therefore, the madas also, it's only considered a chatzitza if it goes through both sides. And Lechayra, just like Rabbi Yesi said this in Rabbi Shmuel, then Rabbi Yudah argues on Rabbi Yesi's shita and what Rabbi Shmuel meant, but the only machlekes between Rabbi Yisi and Rabbi Huda and what Rabbi Shmuel meant was b'negeya a tamachacham on Amaretz. However, b'negeya the madas, which is b'negeya salakloth, there of course they both agree that you need mishtei tzadim. The Gemara says, "My banoim, what is banoim?" Like we said, "Il tamilacham." This is referring to tamachacham. Shat eiskim b'nyan shalayim kolimayim that they're working on the building of the world the entire days, which is referring to Torah, like it says, in Brisi, Samti. You see, because of Tamil Chacham, and because of the Torah that he learns, that keeps the world continuously to be built. What's considered Tamil Chacham? That you return Ma'aveda, even if you just recognize it without having to get a simon? It's a Tamil Chacham that's Makbid, when he has his shirt or his beggar that's upside down, he makes sure to turn it, writes it up that you can't see the seams. What's that's so great that you can remind him as a panis on the Siba? That if you ask him anywhere in Halacha and he'll be able to respond to you, even in such a small Masechta like Masechta's Kala. Which are a collection of prices, and it starts off with Kalabloy Bracha Asula Bible Kanida. Only then could you be considered a Tamachacham that you could be a Panasalatim. But Taisa, however, points out that if I feel Kala means a, a Kula, that even if he only knows Mesechus Kala, he could become a Panasalatim. Vamar Abech and Ezu Tamachacham Shabbat Ira Mitzumal Aslam Lachtoi, Zav Shemriah Chafetza Ba'isu Bechavsi Shmaim. What type of Tamachacham that his people of a city have to go and actually do his Malacha for him? That's someone that leaves his own Chafetzim, his own desires, and he goes and Works on Chavzis Shemayim, like Rashi says, Kedamim Perik Zayin Diuma, Kasvech Leimah Vasisel Chaar 
on eights because of the basu aron at shittim. Even though that that Kaddish uh, told Moshe Rabbeinu to make the aron, he other people did it for him. So you see that any malacha that the tabchachu should do, the people in the city, the general population should go and do it in, in, instead of him. That's talking about something to be matriach him in order that he should have food and sustenance. Rashi something that he can't do and he needs that to be sustained through that what is considered anyone that you ask him any halacha in any place and he tells it to who cares what's tamachacham to make a panis to make someone who's going to be over the tziba if he knows one mesechta then in his land he could be the panis if it's in every mesechta then b'rish mesifta and this is going more like like Tysus that said that even if he knows only mesechta skala he could still be Menuya Bipan and Salsiba, at least Ba'asri. Rashi seems maybe he's going on the second piece. They say in Bekulat, then he has to know even the entire Mesechta's Kala, even though it's a small Mesechta that only contains Brises, you still have to know that in addition to everything else you know in order to be considered Rosh Hashiva. We now go back to the Bishra in Mikvais that said, Rabbi Yehissi said, Shabbanoyim mitzad echad, vishabur mishteit stadim, depending on if Banoyim, then you only need a stain from one side to be considered chatzitza, but if an Amaretz was from two sides, and on that, Rabbi Shimon Lakish argues, on Rabbi Yechon that said, Banoyin Atamidachon, and he says that Banoyin is Elukalim Halurion Habam Yam. There are special towels that the bathhouse attendants brought Mimidias Yam from overseas. And like Rashi says, the Lashim Banoyim is Lashim Beibani, Lashim of the bathhouses. And therefore, if they were Hashim with people that were wearing those towels, therefore they were Makbid, that they had to be pure white. And therefore, if even having a stain on one side, they would be Makbid. And therefore, for Mikvah, it's going to be Chaitis. And the Firesh Lakish, it comes out that when Rabbi Yechon said, it wasn't necessarily referring to Amaretz like Lafira Biechanan that we said it's talking about Amaretz, but over here it's going to be talking about simple people that they're not mocked even on a fancy towel and therefore they didn't care if there would be a small stain and that's why according on those type of people you need to go both sides and that's the only way it would be considered a stain. But the point of Gemara is Lamei the Chivinin comes out that these towels were white. Rabbi Ani said to his children, my children, don't bury me not in white clothing. And not in black clothing. Levanim, don't bury me in white clothing. Shemaloi eska ve'eg chasbein avalim. Because if I'm not zeicher to go to Gan Eden, I go to Gehenim. I'll be like a chasim between avalim. Because in Gehenim, people are like shulik there, like the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah says, they're black and therefore it wouldn't be proper. And shchayim, don't dress me in black clothing. Shema eska because maybe I'll go to Gan Eden ve'eg of evil ben chasadim. Ella bekelim halurian habar meduzyam. But put me in clothing that it's colored like the ones that came from the bathhouse attendants from the overseas clothing. So you see that they're called clothing. Rabbi Yane was referring to the same material as the bathhouse attendance towels that just like the bathhouse materials were a good fine material but those were white because they were made for undergarments or for towels. He was talking about put me and dress me when I die in the same material from the ones that come from the Yisrael, but those were actually called Rabbi Shmuel and Mekaplan. We said in the Mishnah that there's Machleg between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Shmuel held that Yom Kippur is less of a dagger than Shabbos and therefore you 
allowed to do certain malachas and prepare for Shabbos because you're preparing for something that's greater than Yom Kippur. But Mekiva says you can't do from Shabbos to Yom Kippur and not from Yom Kippur to Shabbos because they're both on the same level. They're both us in the same malachas. And we learned that also. But again, the chelav, that's hukrab, on the Mizbech, you're allowed to put on the chelva Shabbos on the Mizbech, even on Matzah Shabbos, which is now Yom Kippur, which is Sunday, because it's more chashiv and that's why you're allowed to do it. However, from Yom Kippur to Shabbos, now I'll do it. And Rabbi Kippur arguing that and says, either way, you're not allowed to put on the chelav on the Mizbech, not from Shabbos to Yom Kippur, not from Yom Kippur to Shabbos. And the Gemara says, Tarn Rabbanon, Benigay, the Kavah Musaf Shabbos says, Eilu Shabbos B'Shabbatoi, Lime, we learn, Al Chelbi Shabbos Shakrem B'Yom Kippurim, we learn that the chelav Shabbos could be hukrab, even if Yom Kippur is on Matzah Shabbos on Sunday, you'll put up the chelavim on Yom Kippur. How do we learn that? Rashi says, we learn to oil the Shabbos. Shabbos, we could even put it on a Mizbech on another Shabbos, on another type of Yontav, which is considered Kaddish, and that's Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur and Shabbos, maybe go the other way also and say, from Yom Kippur, we could go and put on the Chalavim. If Yom Kippur was Friday, we could put it on Friday night on Shabbos. It's a mean to say only on one Shabbos, on a special Shabbos, but not on all Shabbos. So therefore, Shabbos to Yom Kippur is going to be mutter because Shabbos is greater. However, Yom Kippur to Shabbos, you're not allowed to do that. If Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Kiva, Shabbos Shabbat. The only reason we have is that Chal Shabbos could be Hukrum if Sunday was Yontem. But But for Yom Kippur, even from Shabbos to Yom Kippur, you can't do it. Bishabbat is a meat that tells you you can't do it that way. So, what's the basis of the Machlech between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva? Live Rabbi Shmuel. The reason why he doesn't have to learn that Chal Shabbos could be Hukrum because he says, since the Dharm of the Dharm is Kreim since we know anyway, all the Dharm of the Dharm is Kreim therefore, for sure, that the oil of Shabbos, which already was hooked on Shabbos, which was allowed to be brought on Shabbos, of course you're allowed to bring it on Matzah Shabbos, which is Yontiv. Therefore, you don't need a Pasuk for Shabbos to Yontiv. The whole Reboy has to be now from Shabbos to Leon Kippurim. However, the Dharma Dharma's Enkrim Yontiv. Therefore, since the Dharma Dharma's Kumpi Hukub Yontiv, now we need a Chiddush to tell you that any Chalub of Shabbos could still be put on the Mizbech on Matzah Shabbos on Yontiv because that is a reboy. However, Lefir Rabbi Shmuel, you don't need that lemur, and therefore he learns Shabbos to Yom Kippur is different. Amr Abzir, we continue on Kufyadal and Amid Beis. As I talk to this Gemara, we have to know there were always tekiyas that were done in the base of English to symbolize different things. There were 21 tekiyas every single day in the base of English, and every Shabbos, for example, they added another six. Three, the Gemara is going to say shortly to say to the um to be mavat themselves from Malacha, and three, to say that now is actually Shabbos. So there were six extra tekiyas. In addition, there's also something called Abdullah. After Shabbos, we make Abdullah. The same thing between Shabbos and Yantar, we make Abdullah, and we can say, Hamadl ben Kaidish le Kaidish. So Rabzeria says, when I was learning the bubble before I came to Eretz Yisrael, Haver Amri, I would say, Hadatanya, this price that says, Kapurim Shecholi Yisrael Shabbos, and then Kippur was on a Friday, at the end of the day, before Shabbos, they didn't make any tekiyas. Over Matzah Shabbos, if Yom Kippur fell on Matzah Shabbos, they wouldn't make Havdalah in Tefillah and say, and that's the Rekoli. That would not be totally in the Machlekes between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Everyone would agree that Brisa. But Kislit Lassam, when I went up to Yisrael, and he was sitting and saying that this is specifically Rabbi Kiva. Since Lafir Rabbi Kiva, there's no differential between the Kedusha of Shabbos Yom Kippur and just like you can't be maker of the Chalav of Yom Kippur on Shabbos you can't be maker of the Chalav of Shabbos on Yom Kippur therefore would be no reason to make a Tekiah because if Yom Kippur falls out on Friday or if it falls on, on Matzah Shabbos either way people know there's no differential and we're never maker from Shabbos to Yom Kippur from Yom Kippur to Shabbos 
However, the e Rabbi Shmuel, if the Bryce is Rabbi Shmuel, even the Amachel B'Shabbos Kreivim Yom Kippurim, since the Chel of Shabbos could be Hukram, when Yom Kippur is on Matzah Shabbos, Liska, we should blow Shoifah when it falls out Yom Kippur is on Friday, because this way you'll tell us that Yom Kippur to Shabbos, you can't go and do Akrava, in order to remind us, over here you can't do Akrava, however, when it would be Shabbos going into Yom Kippur, there we wouldn't blow to show a differential and show that you can bring that Akrava of the Emurim, and the chalavim on the mizbech, the ones that were brought on Shabbos, you could bring on much Shabbos on the mizbech. Kireich levi adai, the chalavim Shabbos kreim miyav kapurim. But minulei ano. However, I responded back, no. Kahanim's reasoning that you don't have to make any tkiyas in the base of English to teach us this because Kahanim's reasoning, and therefore I hold that the brice could be both lefi Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva. Amalei makishish bei rochisel Rabashi. Miyav min Kahanim's reasoning. Do you really say that there's a concept of Kahanim's reasoning? But now we learned in the Mishnah. Benigayer the tkiyas that were in the midrash sholish lahatzus. That there were three tkiyas to mevatel the nation from doing malacha, and three to show that to be malacha ben kodesh and show this is exactly when Shabbos starts. And l'chayr if kahanim's reasoning, why do you need those tkiyas? It's not going for the kahanim; it's going for the rest of the nation that was in Yerushalayim. Of course, kahanim's reasoning, they don't need tkiyas. These tkiyas were done specifically for the rest of the people that were in Yerushalayim. What was the case of Abai where Abai said the mission in Yuma says that Hilni Amalka brought a golden menorah and put it by the entrance of the base of Mikdash, and on that the sun rays would hit it at the proper time for Kriyashma, and they would know that that's the time to say Kriyashma. And the Gemara is that we know the Kahanim said Kriyashma earlier than that, and therefore how could that work? And the Gemara says it wasn't for the Kahanim. The Kahanim actually said Kriyashma much earlier before Nates. This was for the rest of the people in Yishlaim to know when to say Kriyashma. We continue with the Gemara. The Gemara is why do you see you don't have Kiyas on Yom Kippur? That falls out on Friday, you should blow shy that people should know that at that point people should realize they let us start cutting up your vegetables from Mincha onwards, from Mincha Katana, which is nine and a half hours a day, and forward. Because even though there's a general din of Hachana that you now prepare from one day to Choyl, so on Yom Kippur, you now cut up vegetables for Masyam Kippur, which will be weekday, and therefore you shouldn't be able to do it. However, Rashi says, because this actually added Tsar and added Inu to the day, because people at the end of the day were hungry and they were watching themselves cut up these vegetables in preparation for the meal, therefore it actually make them even hungrier. Or some say the opposite. Some say that since the next day or that evening they're going to have to eat in order that they shouldn't be bizarre now that they don't have any food and waiting for the food we said you could start preparing for your meal in order that it should help you through the fast and give you more pleasure and you shouldn't be bizarre at this point but in any case the point is that you allow to do that and therefore we should blow a shayfa to show that now is the time that you allow to start preparing for your meal we don't not doicha on Shabbos a shvus even though the tkia is only a medrabonim dekadin yinala blow shayfa on Shabbos or Yontiv, that we don't do that in order to be matter something. So basically saying over here, we're not saying to you that you should remember through this Tkia that now is Asa B'malacha. We're saying actually, we should remind you through this Tkia that it's now mutter to cut up the vegetables. That's not something we're vatal a shvus for in order to be matter. Rav Shisha made Rabbi Dama, shvus kreibatir, shvus rechaikalayatir. Rav Shisha comes to argue on Rabbi Yezif, and Rabbi Yezif said, ain't deichen shvus latir. He said, no, really, it could be deichen shvus latir. However, over here, by blowing shayfa, you're not actually being matter something, because this was Yom Kippur that's full 
falling on Erev Shabbos, it's about to be Shabbos. Even if you cut up the vegetables, it doesn't make sense they would do that on this day because you can't cook anyway Friday night. And therefore, the only thing you were doing by blowing the shepherd is to remind them that next year you'd be able to cut up the vegetables at this time. And therefore, that can't be something you're allowed to do on Yom Kippur that's falling on Erev Shabbos. But the Gemara asks, how could Rabbi Shisha argue Rabbi Yasin and says, Shrus Kreva Hitiru? But now we have a Mishnah that says, Yantish Cholis Erev Shabbos. When Yantish was on Erev Shabbos, Taikin, you blow the shaifa to remind everyone that it's going to be Shabbos. You don't make Abdullah between Yantav and Shabbos. You don't say Hamadlam Ben Kaidish Lukaj because now we're going to a higher Kedusha. But if Yantav falls out Matsu Shabbos, then Mavdilam, then you make Abdullah between Shabbos and Yantav, you'll say Hamadlam Ben Kaidish Lukaidish. There's no reason to make a Tkiyah at that point. Why is there no reason to make a Tkiyah? Liska, you should make a Tkiyah. To remind everyone that now it's not Shabbos, you're allowed to do Shkita because you're allowed to do Molachas Oichel Nefesh. The Gemara responds, It must be that base is right that we are never doicha eshvus lahatid. The Gemara continues, That even though we're matter to cut up vegetables on Yom Kippur for fall during the week, however, if Yom Kippur falls on Shabbos, we asked you to cut up your rockers because then we put in place this regular din of achana. Amra mana. Tana we learned in the Brayso. Minayim kapurim shecholis b'shabbos. Shasu b'klivas yarek tamaloy m'shabbos and shvois. It says in the pasuk shabbos and shabbos kodesh, and we learn out it should be a day of rest. And therefore the Brayso says it's asu b'klivas yarek. Frankly, my what type of b'klivas yarek are we talking about? If it's talking about that the yarek was actually attached to the ground, and when you're cutting it, the knivas yarek, kniva can mean one of two things: either you're cutting it from the ground or you're chopping up vegetables. And if it means that you're cutting off the ground, Vaksiv, we have a regular pasuk that tells us like sasikom malacha. You now do any malacha, and therefore, of course, there's us on Shabbos. Alav knivas yarek, it's going on just chopping vegetables. It's a problem. Vachana shmamino, it's a good right. We have a, a smachta that knivas yarek is also on Shabbos, and therefore, also on Kippur as well. You actually allowed to do Klivus Yerik. We have this price We said it can't be Lemalacha. The Aksiv Leisaskom Malacha Allah be Klivus Yerik. But it says Loy Loy Lemalacha. Really, it's going on regular Malacha. It's cutting it from the ground. And it's teaching us that when you cut off a vegetable from the ground that was attached to the ground, you chayiv the regular Leisasei as Leisaskom Malacha, and you also chayiv this new essay of Shabbos. And the Gemara continues. Tan the Kavas Rabbeichel have a raya from a bride. And we turn to Kuf Tazvav Amin Aleph. Mutter Beklivas Yerik, which is exactly like Rabbi Yechon said. In addition, Mefatz and Begayim, you're allowed to split open nuts to take out the inside of nuts. Nuts and Mefatz and Berimayim and Amin Kol Amaylo and play Agbas Nefesh. You're also allowed to chop up your pomegranates in order to have them prepared for after Yom Kippur because of Agbas Nefesh. Now Rashi explains Mutter Beklivas Yerik the Shvus Lavi Suv Raisel Adrabanan. This idea of not cutting Beklivas Yerik even on Shabbos is. Only with Rabbanon because of Achana. That since it's bringing you to more Inui on Yom Kippur when you're cutting something, not able to eat it, then therefore we will mat you. That brings you to great Agbus Nefesh, but earlier than that, won't be six Agbus Nefesh, and therefore we won't mat you. However, it'll feed the other Rishonim that learn that the idea of 
cutting this, that we allow you to do this on Yom Kippur, is because you're nervous and you're concerned and you have an ugly snapshot because you don't want to extend your fast on Mat Yom Kippur while you're preparing the vegetables. So therefore over here it means that you allow to do Minam Minam in order to take away the Agbin Snapshot you'll have afterwards. But earlier than that, you don't want to let them do it because otherwise you might come to eat. But here, since it's right before Yom Kippur is over, people are understanding that now I'm allowed to prepare for after the fast and they understand that they're about to eat anyway and therefore they'll be able to hold back and won't come to mistakenly eat on Yom Kippur. The house of Rebuda would actually cut up cabbage on Yom Kippur to eat right after Yom Kippur. To be Rabbah, and the people in Rabbah's household would cut up pumpkins. Kivan, the Chazid, have a carbon When Rabbah saw that we were actually doing it early in the day before the Zman of Mincha Ketana, Amalui told him, also, that a letter just came from Eretz Yisrael, from Rebbechron, in which he passed in Nala Adu Achana, on Yom Kippur, for after Yom Kippur, even when I'm in Cholomayla, and like Rashi says, he didn't really get such a letter, but he said this in order that his family should listen to him and be makabal the Psaq of Rabbi Yechon. Hadron Lach Ve'eluk Sharon will stop over here.